Welcome to God's Playbook with your host, Father Rico Passero. It's a 20, 10, 5, touchdown! Touchdown! Let's play ball. As the deer longs for flowing streams, so my soul longs for you, O God. Welcome back to God's Playbook, friends. Today we continue our study of Luke's Gospel, and we hear of the rich man and Lazarus. Chapter 16, verses 19 to 32. Jesus said, There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen, and who had feasted sumptuously every day. At his gate lay a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, who longed to satisfy his hunger with what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs would come and lick his sores. The poor man died and was carried away by the angels to be with Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried. In Hades, where he was being tormented, he looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. He called out, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am in agony in these flames. But Abraham said, Child, remember that during your lifetime you received your good things, and Lazarus in like manner evil things. But now he is comforted here, and you are in agony. Besides all this, between you and us is a great chasm has been fixed, so that those who might want to pass from here to you cannot do so, and no one can cross from there to us. The man said, Then, Father, I beg you to send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, that he may warn them so that they will not also come into this place of torment. Abraham replied, They have Moses and the prophets. They should listen to them. He said, No, Father Abraham, but if somebody goes to them from the dead, they will repent. He said to them, If they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced even if someone rises from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. What a beautiful story. A story that speaks of justice and how God cares for those who are poor. Think for ourselves, friends. When we look at the story... Generally, society brings a name to those who are important. And yet, in this scripture for Jesus, the rich man is just referred to as rich, where the poor man is given the dignity of a name, Lazarus. Now, let's not get confused with Lazarus, the man whom Jesus rose from the dead. Lazarus, at the time of Jesus, would be a very common name. So Jesus chooses the name Lazarus in this parable. So the rich man, though important in the eyes of society, is not given the same dignity as the poor man. By naming him, the poor man, Lazarus, is given the dignity that is his due. Once again, God sees the world very differently than we see the world. God sees each person as a child of his, whom he loves whom he wishes to save and spend eternity with in his kingdom. 
Throughout his life, the rich man had the opportunity to be kind to Lazarus and others and failed to do so. He was focused on his own life, being very selfish and self-centered. Lazarus, on the other hand, lived a very difficult life. And yet God looked upon him with great love. He offered the rich man the opportunity to be his hands and feet in the life of Lazarus and many others, but the rich man failed to do so. And so just as the Psalms remind us that the Lord hears the cry of the poor, blessed be the Lord, Lazarus is going to have eternal life with God. The good guy never finishes last with God. Rather, as Jesus says so many times in the scriptures, the first shall be last and the last shall be first. Lazarus is giving a place of honor, not only being in heaven, but rather being right beside Abraham, who is seen to the Jewish people and to us as our father in faith. This is like a VIP seat at the table. He's all of a sudden become the star. Why? Because God hears the cry of the poor. The rich man who is in torment because of his decisions, actions, and lack of showing love also receives his reward. If he's going to live a life that is selfish and self-centered, it's a life that not only in the current world but in the world to come becomes just that, a life of suffering, loneliness, and there is no reward chalked up in heaven because they did not actively participate in building the kingdom of being the hands and feet of God in the world, especially with those who are most in need and vulnerable. And so we have to ask ourselves the question, friends, what is Jesus reminding us of in this parable? It's an intense parable. It's one that speaks about consequences to actions. A lack of action also has a consequence. We can rationalize as much as we want, but God understands the human heart. He knows our deepest desires. He knows why we do things. He knows why we don't do things. And yet, He's calling each of us to care for one another. God does not enjoy when we act like the rich man, focusing on ourselves and our own needs. God is moved by the heart of Lazarus, who calls out to God and others to care for his basic needs. Thank God he listens to our hearts. Thank God he sees our deepest desires. How often are we like the rich man? Sometimes intentionally, other times unintentionally. Are we open to sharing our time, talent, and treasure with others? Are we willing to share? Are we willing to recognize that everything we have comes from the hand of God, friends, and God expects us? to do our part in the world? May we never underestimate the times in which the impact of one person may have a significant impact on another person or perhaps even a larger group of people. 
Each of us, as followers and friends of God, must make that daily choice to place God's needs and the needs of others before that of my own. To be a disciple of joy, J-O-Y, I need to focus on Jesus, others, and then you, yourself. How many of us can identify with Lazarus? No matter how hard we work in our lives, it seems like we always come up short. How many of us fail to make friends? How many of us are struggling to make ends meet? How many of us may feel forgotten or misunderstood? Lazarus can take many forms. Perhaps each of us can identify with Lazarus. But may the story also bring us hope, friends. Wherever we find ourselves in difficult situations, struggling in poverty of material nature, or perhaps in other ways, it's not the end game. Jesus promises eternity in heaven, and he recognizes that sometimes life is tough, life is challenging, yet God walks with us through the journey of life. How can we seek out ways to be more aware of one another's needs? It doesn't mean that we can't look after our own affairs. Indeed, those are important as well. But the rich man feels to see God in other. What's also important to realize here is the rich man, once he's punished, is starting to worry about his family and doesn't want his father and brothers to experience the same torment that he is. It might seem that Abraham is cold in saying, oh, no, 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 they had their chance. What's important for us to realize, friends, is regardless of what the rest of the world is doing, it's so important for us, friends, to heed the words of Jesus, to live according to his expectation, and to use the scriptures and the faith tradition of the church to help shape our daily decisions. The foundation is there. This is not a guessing game. Jesus doesn't expect us to just figure it out by ourselves. Rather, he uses sacred scripture and the Bible, the teachings of our church, things like the commandments, to help us to make choices that are pleasing to God. So just as Abraham says, they have Moses and the prophets, they should listen to them. Neither will they believe if somebody comes from the dead and rises from the dead, coming back to life. Of course, Jesus is also making reference to himself in saying that they are going to reject his message. How many people in today's world continue to reject the message of Jesus, holding on to resentment, anger, and frustration, rather than being compassionate, forgiving, and loving? Friends, let us continue to be more like Christ. Let us use the opportunity of today to not wait till it's too late. For for the rich man, he had made his choices, and now the consequences follow. For Lazarus, as his life ended, he now reaped the rewards. 
Each of us have been given the grace of today. In this 24-hour period, each of us can make our own decisions. God allows certain tests to happen in our daily life to see how we're going to react. Just as at times a coach places his or her players as an opportunity to let their light shine, to show off their skills and talents, sometimes challenging them outside of their comfort zone, sometimes placing them where their gifts are most prevalent. God has given us the gift of today. Let's make sure that we don't wait till it's too late to see the the way things should truly be. Let's show our love to one another. Let's be more open to sharing. Let's be generous. For God promises if we are generous with others, God will be much more generous with us. And so with a filled heart, moved by the Spirit of God, let's use this parable to inspire us to be the awesome disciples that God is calling us to be. For God's Playbook, I'm Father Rico. God loves you and so do I. If you like what you hear, please consider supporting us on our Ko-Fi, K-O-F-I, or GoFundMe at God's Playbook Podcast. Thanks and God bless.